Friday morning in Brooklyn, and I'm rollerblading down the streets with $20,000 in my backpack. It's payday, and I'm in charge of the money. Not because I'm organized or good with numbers, but because everyone else that I work with from the top down is shady. It's a moving and storage company, which is pretty much a crooked business. You get people when they're their most vulnerable, and then you whack them with hidden charges. And that was the summer of the great bubble wrap ripoff. For three bucks a foot, we bubble wrapped everything from toothbrushes to mattresses. And everybody was in on it. Our best salesman was Zeke, pure charisma with a heart of cocaine. He was fresh out of Rikers Island where he served time for Grand Theft Auto. And then there's Monkey, the foreman. He's an ex-Israeli commando, lithe, muscular. He wears Versace sweats and he has three social security numbers and three gold cards. The dispatcher, Vlad, is a family man. A two-family man. One in the U.S. and one in Costa Rica. The company snitch is an uptight operations manager called Julius. He's the boss's little spy. He's got one eye on the time clock and the other on his job title. The company is owned by a power couple. My boss, Lena, is a 25-year-old blonde supermodel who handles the nitty-gritty. And her partner, lover, cohort is Ari. He's the heavy, the head boss. An alpha male tyrant with no conscience. I get to work. I blade down the hallway past a wall of movers, all waiting to be paid. I get to my office, start splitting up the cash, and Lena comes in. She says, we've got problems. Yeah, what's up? Customer moved out of storage last week, called up, and her DVD player is missing. Big deal. Does she have moving insurance? Yeah, but it wasn't just missing. It was replaced in the box with bricks and newspaper and then wrapped back up. Oh, well, maybe she's lying. Yeah, I thought that too, but yesterday we got another one. Same thing. She moved out of storage, came home, opened a box, but instead of her stereo, she had bricks and newspaper. And now, what? I've got a guy downstairs right now missing a TV, talking about calling the Better Business Bureau. Now this was bad. Lena and Ari are not afraid of anybody except for the Better Business Bureau. Ari already had to close down his last company due to complaints. That's why she is the president of this one. Come on, she says. Let's go downstairs and bring some cash. I lock up. I follow her down as she undoes her hair, takes off her rings. The irate customer is subdued in seconds and walks out with 800 bucks. But then Lena rounds everybody up. Monkey the foreman, Vlad from dispatch, Julius, and Big Sam the storage manager. She starts in on Big Sam. He's a 275-pound bulldozer of a man in charge of keeping the storage warehouse safe and sound. Today is not a good day to be Sam. Lena says, Sam, I thought I could trust you. Lena, I didn't take anything. Did you stop anybody from taking things? Big Sam just quivers. Then, the elevator doors slam open. And in walks Ari. Everybody quivers. Okay, who's the thief? Nobody says nothing. Okay, you're all fired. Everybody says something. Vlad's screaming at Monkey, Your movers are thieves! Monkey's like, both your wives are ugly. Julius sidles up to Ari and says, I know for a fact that Sam is letting people in and out of here without checking the access list. 
Lena shoots Ari a look, and they go off down the rows to talk. Lena comes back with a plan. Okay, first, you monkey, get your men and go through every box in the whole warehouse and check for bricks. Vlad, you watch monkey. Julius, get Ari the old access list. And Sam, Sam, you are either in on it or you are stupid, so you are suspended. The rest of you, this is not over. And it wasn't. Over the next 48 hours, scores of brick TVs, microwaves, and stereos turned up like Easter eggs. Ari is steamed and everybody's looking busy. Then on the third day, Ari walks in with a big smile, followed by a stocky man in a suit and a hat, carrying a very large metal suitcase. Zeke, the ex-con, knows exactly what it is. Hey, is that a lie detector? It's a polygraph, he says. I'm the lie detector. Ari hands me the access list and says, bring them in, one by one. So they each come in, Vlad, Julius, Monkey, some of Monkey's movers, and Big Sam. And when they go into Ari's office, we hang outside. Zeke says, I wish they would hook me up to that thing. I can make that needle write my name. Big Sam comes out last, drenched in sweat. Lena goes in to talk to Ari, and then she calls me into her office. So, do you want to know who it is? Well, I know it's not Big Sam. You're right, it's not Big Sam. And Vlad, he's got two families to feed. I don't think he'd risk losing his job. Okay. The movers, they don't have enough time to pull that off. And Monkey, Monkey. No, if he's going to steal, he's going to do it with plastic. So that just leaves Julius. Julius, sniveling little Julius? Yep, Julius. He cracked in 10 seconds. Your little spy? All by himself? No accomplice? All by himself. Julius didn't smoke. He didn't drink. He didn't do drugs. He didn't even have child support payments. Hell, we didn't even know he had a personality. But every night, after Sam left, he just went up and down the rows, shopping. From that day, no one ever saw Julius again. Nobody called the cops. Nobody asked questions. We just handled it. Don't worry. Don't worry, Mr. Police Officer. Mark Ristich is a changed man. He's a different guy these days. And so is Pat Masidi Miller, who helped produce that piece. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.